Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast once again. So this week, I am going to talk about the biggest lessons I've learned from my past events. We have a, um, a listener who put in the um, review that she wished that I can share some of the events that I've done in the past and also share some learnings. And, you know, when you ask, you receive. So I read that review. I was like, you know what? I'm going to share a little bit about my journey while I have, um, while I'm building my business, M2 Hospitality, my event planning business. And the events that I've done in the past and what did I learn from it? And hopefully it will be able to inspire you and also give you some insights of the things that you need to watch out for when you are planning an event. So today's podcast is a little bit more of an easygoing, not so intense in terms of teaching you certain things and then go to action. Just to share my behind the scenes and hopefully you'll be able to derive some learnings from there. Okay, um, there are a few things that, um, a few events, put it this way, I have a few events that I can share with you and I'm going to categorize it uh, under a few category. Okay, so I'm going to go over some of the events that have some horror stories to it. I'm go, going to share some event that has got a beautiful setup, but it, it's, I have to put it up against the mother nature and I'm going to share about a memorable events that I've done, that how did I create an experience for my client. I'm going to share about a, uh, an event that I, was, that I did and I have to really manage the client. And also um, events that I've done that I came in as an event strategies. Okay, so these are the categories. And let's talk about a, a, a horror story, all right? So I remember that I had a, um, an event um, with a banking client and she had a very special personality, just put it this way. She's extremely egoistic, a very, very proud person. And um, it's to the point that she will actually tell people um, at the venue that I'm the boss. You listen to what I say. Your job is to listen to what I say. I'm the boss and I'm the best. I No joke. That's exactly what she told the people at the venue and to me. And because of her personality and her lack of trust in letting the experts do what she has paid us to do, she had, uh, she did some, some stuff and, and, um, the event did not turn out the, as well as she wanted. And I always believe that the universe can feel your vibration and your energy and the universe will give you back something that mirrors whatever you're giving out 
In this case, it's exactly the reality because of how she is as a person and how she treat how she treated the people at the venue and my team. All right, uh, what could go wrong went wrong. Okay, what could go wrong went wrong. Her event was outdoors and it started to drizzle, and we had to cancel uh, an outdoor act. And she got really pissed. And then um, the entertainment company that uh, she vetted and approved somehow was late in delivering the service, uh, you know, and also because it's an outdoor event, she doesn't want to move inside and it starts to drizzle. The entertainment company gets a little get a little um, anxious about the equipment being wet, so it's just a hot mess. All right. Instead of trusting the team, her the team that she paid, such as myself and the venue, to take control of the situation and move everything and make sure that the event is a smooth event, she went on cursing everybody out, cursing. Like literally the F-bomb to every single vendor, okay? Saying that we all made her look so bad that we make her look like a effing ass, okay? So it, it was out of control. What was my lesson from this event? My lesson was, I know that how she reacted is who she is. Not once did I say anything back to her when she was cursing me and the vendors out. We remain our cool and we know that we did what we could. But what we did was not up to her expectation because she didn't allow us to do our job. So what is the point of arguing with someone who is unreasonable? What is the point of us focusing on our anger and frustration back at her? She's not able to receive what we have to say. So I just told my team, let's just listen with an empathetic ear and heart and know that this woman, she needs help, <laughs> okay? And it's not our responsibility to make her feel good. We did what we could. The event was a success. Her boss never said anything. It was just her ego. Her ego was bruised because she felt that she didn't do a good job to her boss. Not once her boss said anything. Her boss was extremely happy with the whole event. But because she felt that she looked like an, a total failure, because her ego makes her feel that way, she vented on us. Again, our biggest lesson here is, what is the point of focusing our energy on someone who is not a happy person to begin with? Right? So, in future, when I had situations like that, I can always reflect back to my learnings from this event and how to manage myself. How I can still remain professional because she was unprofessional. And there is no point for me to correct her by saying that how you speak to me is unprofessional. I'm not going to accept that. Under normal circumstances, I would have done that if that person is reasonable enough to even listen to me. But in that situation, she wasn't. And I don't see the point of proving my point because I don't run my business by being egoistic. I run my business by understanding people's emotion. So that's one horror story. 
And another horror story was um, we had a smear campaign for an event that my client was putting together. And it was during, uh, I remember it was during one of the presidential elections and this president is very controversial. And um, and we had a lot of people register for the event. I probably say about like close to 400 people. And somehow somebody had something against the event host and did a smear campaign on that event host who is a, uh, a male, okay, a gentleman. And that smear campaign caused many female attendees to back out from the event. So when we are expecting a 400 people turn out and because of the smear campaign, we lost more than 50% of the attendees. And, and what, what did we have to do, right? What did we have to do? In this case, the event host the event host, there's nothing the event host can do. It's already too late to do a PR campaign to reverse the um to reverse any any uh, slandering because the damage is already done in the sense that we contracted a venue and the venue has minimum expectation of how much we need to fulfill in terms of the sleeping rooms and also the food and beverage minimum. Thank God that for every single contract that I negotiate for my client, okay, I always negotiate with a worst case scenario mentality. What do I mean by that? Every time I negotiate a contract for a client, I always think that what is the worst case scenario if we have to cancel the event? What is the worst case scenario if the number of people drop? What is the worst case scenario in terms of the penalty that we have to pay? So that contract that I have negotiated, I basically went in with the worst case scenario mentality, even though nothing had happened at the point in time, right? But I negotiated a contract that protects them in terms of penalties paying for rooms attrition and food and beverage attrition. That means if we contract for 400 people and only 200 people show up, what is the penalty that my client has to pay? I already negotiated for that in case something like that happened, okay? So because of my of the um, event strategies that I am, I always foresee things and prep my clients for it and also negotiate a contract that is fair for the venue and also fair for my client. So I was so glad that, that I did that because it definitely helped to minimize the amount of penalty and financial repercussion that my client had to um, pay. To the venue. Okay, so let's let's move on from the horror story. Okay, let's talk about a beautiful event. So I remember I did a wedding. I did a wedding for uh for a couple, and the ceremony is at a outdoor deck facing the ocean. Okay, it's at a hotel and it's at an outdoor venue facing the ocean, and it was so beautiful, and everything was going well until one hour before the ceremony. Holy moly, a strong gust of wind came in out of nowhere. And the people who were setting the hoopah up, okay, or the arbor, the decor was with, um, you know, it's, it's, it's wooden, four-post arbor. And we had veils, you know, like sheer drapes around it. Oh my God, we had such a hard time stapling that drape. 
and putting the drape in, in, in place. And even the chairs, goodness gracious. And we had like real solid chairs. But the wind was blowing so hard. It was toppling the chairs. We have beautiful, those hurricane vase. And, and everything was like toppling over. And what did we have to do? We, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't complete the setup. You know, we did the best we can. And I had to prep. I had to prep the, um, the, the couple that, listen, you know, under these circumstances, we were, we are able to finally secure the upper and also the drapes, okay, with a lot of zip ties <laughs> and staplers. The look was still there. And we were not able to, unfortunately, we were not able to set the chairs. So I said, everybody, we're just going to have to huddle underneath the abo, okay, underneath the abo and or the hoopah, if you call it, you know, if you're Jewish. Um, and we are going to all huddle together and have a microphone for the officiant so that everybody who's huddling around will be able to hear the officiant as well against the strong gust of wind. So it, the whole ceremony it becomes a lot more intimate because everybody was just huddling with the couple and the officiant in the middle and the VIP, their parents in the middle and people were just forming a circle around instead of sitting and facing the harbour, the arbor, right? So the learnings here that I have is we can't fight mother nature. What is the point of getting upset and getting your client upset that the perfect picture ceremony didn't turn out the way they want, but we roll with the punches. We pivot and make everybody feel, un, um, make everybody understand that this is a situation that is not within our control, but let's make the best out of the situation. And let's just enjoy the moment. And the moment is to see the couples exchange their vows, right? And capture that moment. So that, that was a learning that I, I can't beat myself up. I can't beat my vendor up. I can't feel bad. You know, because it's not against my, it, it's not within my control. Mother Nature decided to blow a strong gust of wind. All right. So let's go to a memorable event that I did for my client. So I remember I did a, an event. I always believe that events, content is great, but if we can create an experience, uh, and the experience could be delivering great content and people leaving the space feeling transformed. Or if we can have an activity that can create experience. And I remember that I had this event that I did for my client, which is at a desert in Arizona. We were in um, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, and we were at, in the desert. So it's, almost, it's like a desert theme and country music theme. So we have all the games of, you know, like lasso, the uh, lasso, the, the cow, and we have bull riding, you know, which is, you know, like uh, mechanical bull riding. And we also, um, because it's so dark out there, and I was like, you know what, let's have an astronomer to come and bring in their superpower telescope so we can see the, the, um, the planets. And the closest planet to us that we can see is actually Saturn. So we had the astronomer come and use the telescope and we were able to look through the telescope to see Saturn. And we were able to actually take a picture, 
okay, from the telescope of how Saturn looks like. I remember that I, you know, Saturn is the planet that is, you know, like a whole moon and then with a ring around it. And I remember I took a picture with my phone and I came back and I showed my, my daughter. And I said, look, we saw a planet. And so many people remember the experience that, wow, I went to this event and I was able to roast marshmallow on a fire pit. I was able to lasso a cow. I was able to, um, you know, to have, uh, you know, to pet a donkey. I was able to ride on a mechanical bull. And I was able to see, I was able to do, to see Saturn. The night was dark and it's all lit up by the stars and we're able to see Saturn. So that was, that was a memorable experience that, that, um, that we created for my client. And people still talk about that to this day. And that was in 2018. And okay, so next category is client management. So it's so important that we manage our client instead of having our client manage us. And that's why it's so important during your onboarding and also your client selection during the qualification process, you need to make sure that the client understands your personality, how you work, and your procedure, your, you know, your process, your procedures, and your process so that they are able to accept this is the way you work and they have no resistance when you ask them to do certain things. So I remember I have this client that has already paid me for my service and I, uh, I have already looked for the venue for them and we already negotiated the contract, everything, the whole nine years. But then very last minute, you know, during the week that they have to sign the contract, they decide that they want to postpone the date of the event. So I have to go to round two of negotiation, postpone the event, round two. So new dates, new dates, of course, there's new restrictions. I have to renegotiate the contract and then, okay, come again, right? Time to sign the contract. They did the same thing to me. So, okay, fine. So I did round three, new dates, new negotiation. Guess what? They did it to me again. Now, this time round, I'm not going to play around. I had... I had to come, I had to have a come to serious conversation with this client and said to this person, this client, that what they're doing is tarnishing my reputation, my company's reputation, because now this venue is no longer going to take us seriously because we couldn't manage our client to make sure that they, this is exactly what they do, what they want to do, and they have hold the space for us three times. And they could have potentially rejected other potential business because we have a contract out with them or they have a contract out for us and we didn't sign a contract. So they potentially lost business. And I told my client, I said, I do not do business this way. When I ask for a contract, I know it's a done deal. I go all out to negotiate for your contract and I have to do it three times for you. It's a waste of my time and also my energy. And it's also a bad reputation for your company now that in the industry we you know the industry is very small the events industry is very small people talk so you may not be able to get a good deal when we ask for a proposal from other venues because we talk among ourselves the venues the vendors we all talk among ourselves it's like, oh my god this client no 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 don't do business with them because they never follow through so I have to come, have to have a come to Jesus conversation with this client so they understand their actions is have these repercussions, these consequences, and they appreciate my honesty. They truly appreciate my honesty because we can't assume the client understands how we in the industry work. So I educated them in a very professional manner, of course, 
letting them know what to, what is happening and and then we 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 came to a conclusion that okay so this is what we're going to be doing moving forward so my lesson here is don't be afraid to speak up for yourself don't be afraid to to tell your client when they're out of line okay this is your business you decide how you want to run your business all right so in this scenarios that I've shared with you, there's always a learning. And hopefully, this episode is able to give you some insight of how you should be running your events, the things that you should be thinking of when you're managing your client and also negotiating your contract and also understand that this is your business. You should run it the way you want to run it and it should be a fun process. All right? Okay? So, I can go on and on. There's so many stories I can share. But thank you for this um, listener you know, for, for sharing the um, review with me to share my stories with you. I hope this has been entertaining, but yet enriching. I will talk to you all again next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.